My name's Alan Carter. I'm the President and CEO of Cabral Gold. Cabral Gold is a TSX venture listed company. We have an advanced exploration gold project in Brazil. We currently have two gold deposits that contain around about a million ounces in resources. Within an eight kilometer radius of those two deposits, we have uh, 43 uh, targets where we've got outcropping veins with high grade gold. We currently have five rigs turning. So we are generating a lot of news uh, and we are anticipating drilling between 25 to 30,000 meters through to mid 2022. And we're right next door to a, um, an advanced development project which has just been acquired by G Mining from Eldorado Gold for $110 million and that will be Brazil's third largest gold mine. Alan, good to see you. Nice to be In here. the flesh. Yes, at last. finally. <laughs> at last. Well, you see, you're, you're closer than most. You, you've been, um, you know, down in Italy for parts of this. You've been um, obviously over in, in Brazil, yep. Canada. Yep. Hasn't stopped you. Well, it's slowed me down a little bit, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, life goes on, doesn't it? You, yeah. you know, you've got to keep going. We've got five drill rigs turning, so we've been pretty busy as a team. Uh, we did uh, shut the project down um, last year for three months, but mm -hmm. uh, since July last year, Matt, we've been hard at it. Yeah, fantastic. Well, like, lovely to see you. You're over here, for, over here for a conference, meeting investors, new investors, and uh, some potential investors, I suspect. Yeah, How's that right. gone for you? Very well. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good week actually. I, I think there's a there's a real optimism around gold and gold price and and uh, and actually um, equities, uh, particularly in the exploration sector right now. So, very positive reception. It's nice to see. And also, people looking at Brazil again. Maybe yeah, they... yeah. There's a lot going on in Brazil. Um, so um, you know, a lot of people drilling, a lot of people exploring. As you know, some of the world's biggest gold miners have big mines there. Kinross's uh, largest gold mine is in Brazil. Yamana's there, Anglo Gold Ashant is there, Equinox have four mines in Brazil. Um, so, you know, yeah, there's a lot going on. Right. I want to talk to you about this uh, oxide blanket. We, we, we talked about it the last couple of times, right? But I want to see how quickly you're advancing things because that feels like money on the ground. So what, what have you been doing? Yeah, I, I mean, this is tremendously exciting. So in, in um, as I said in the introduction, we have two hard rock gold deposits, which are about five kilometers apart. We've known about those for about three years now, uh, actually a bit longer than that. Um, earlier this year in April, we discovered that one of these two gold deposits has a blanket on top of it of oxide material. Mm. Uh, and, and that is all unconsolidated material, Matt, and it's mineralized. So we're, we're, we're talking about soil, sand and mud up to 50 meters thick. The first blanket is now 36 hectares in size and is still growing. And it, uh, it's resulted from the over millions of years of, uh, from the erosion of the underlying hard rock deposit in the granite. So it's eroded and it's formed like a sort of a, a bit of a mushroom on top, if you like. Right. So it's, it's quite exciting. A lot of it's uh, low grade material. It has a high grade core to it. Mm. We still don't have a resource on it yet, but this is, we only discovered this one in April. And, uh, and as you probably went, we now have a second one. Uh, the interesting thing about the second one, which is about six kilometers away, is uh, we haven't found the stem to the mushroom yet. Yeah. So we're drilling for the stem to the mushroom, i.e. the underlying hard rock deposit. But this oxide material, it looks like there's quite a lot of it. It looks like there's several of these blankets within our, our project area, and it has massive implications. Right. It's, and I want, to be, I want to be clear with you. I, I, I want to focus on this. I know you've got the, the two core hard rock projects, and, and we'll talk about them in a second here. But the reason I want to focus on this is because it possibly is a sort of anti-dilutory measure for yeah. shareholders in the sense that it, yes, it's low grade, and yes, it's kind of dirt on the ground, but it's easy processing um, and could 
provide the money to allow you to do what you wanted to be doing is going after this high grade stuff. But um, where are you in that process? Have you looked at the metallurgy? I mean, how quickly is this thing advancing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's advancing really, really quickly. I mean, as I said, we only discovered the first blanket back in April. So that's a little mm. over six months ago. Uh, since then, we've got a second one. Uh, we've drilled probably within the two blankets, well over 100 holes now. Right. Uh, we've just collected um, uh, 450 kilograms of metallurgical of, of material that we're going to set, be sending right. for metallurgical testing. So um, that is kind of key because we want to know what the processing route is. Now, the object we should have the metallurgical results back on this material at least from the first blanket um, during the first quarter of next yeah. year of 2022. That will allow us to that will tell us whether this material is amenable to heat leach. Are you cheap? Very, very cheap if right. it's heat leach, very cheap. Or if not, then it'll probably be a combination of uh, CIL and or gravity, right. which is still cheap. Yeah. Um, so, um, and, and again, this material because is- why? Because, because you're not crushing and that's right. grinding it's, and- It's not like right. most okay. gold deposits are in hard rock. Right. So the vast okay. majority of people at the conference that I've just been in, they, a lot of them have gold deposit, but most of them are in, in very hard rock. Some of it's deep. You know, you've got to, you know, it's very costly to get right. at the stuff. This stuff, by contrast, sitting at surface. is sitting at surface. Right. There's no drilling or blasting required. You just move in with front end loaders, scoop it up, and either put it on a pad or put it through a gravity plant. Sounds very cheap. Too easy, doesn't it? Nothing's too easy in this business, Matt. But look, these things are quite rare. Yeah. Um, we think we might have another, a third one. And right. so, tremendously exciting. So the steps are get the MET results back. Right. Uh, we're obviously working very hard on the permitting. We've got trial mining licenses over the, the first blanket. Um, we own the land. We've obviously got the, uh, the, the expiration claims as well. Um, the permitting, I think, will be is advancing tremendously quickly. There's lots of great things happening on the permitting front. So I expect to have the permits to actually commence with the trial mining on on both of these blankets within the next three months. Right. And then the met work, um, middle of the probably middle of the next quarter, uh, first quarter, and then we'll do a scoping study on it. So we could be looking potentially at a construction decision on a smaller plant for this oxide material mm -hmm. within the next nine to twelve months. Right, so this, this is why I, I, do, I keep laboring the point, because it feels like free money sitting at surface. I, know, I get there's a small, small carfax here. It's free money at surface, which will pay for the, the core focus on, on, the, on the hard rock stuff, right? But you, there's an arbitrage. You've you got you to play off and say, well, do you know what? Is it better for me to go into market, get more, draw more equity down out, out of the market and get on with the high grade hard rock stuff? Or does it make sense just to spend a little bit of time and do something slightly anti-dilutory, which is process this. It's not the core business, but it's money, the easy money to make. Yeah. So that, that balance is, is one that you must think about. Yeah, I do. I think about it all the time. Uh, look, the expiration program, we've got five rigs turning, and the expiration program will continue. It's not focused. The, the oxide blankets, drilling off those oxide blankets, the two blankets, it's largely done. We are now drilling a third one with one rig, but we've got four other rigs right. turning. They're all continuing to test high-grade targets within the district. Got it. And yeah. that process will keep going, Matt. We're not going to stop exploring. Uh, but, but as you've said, the identification of these oxide blankets, we, we should be able to develop these at a fraction of the cost mm. of what a hard rock operation would, would require in terms of capital. So that is very, very exciting. The, the, and that's very unusual. You know, uh, look, you've been meeting with companies here in London over the last few few weeks. I'd be interested to know how many other companies have, have sat here who have gold projects who have a nice oxide cap on surface. It's probably a very short number, if there's any. 
two. Yeah, okay, so two. Um, so And you're one of them. Yeah, right. Um, so it, it, it does open up that pathway to potentially fund all the exploration that's required on, mm. the, on, the, on the district going forward. I mean, it is a district-scale play. There's, there are 43 really, really good targets, some of which we've got a little bit of drilling on, some of which there's high-grade veins sticking out the ground, within this sort of eight-kilometer radius. There's no doubt it's a district with multiple deposits here. The question as for us as a small little company is, well, how do you best sort of advance that and explore all these things and drill test all these things uh, without sort of blowing up the capital structure and continually right. diluting, diluting, diluting. Exactly my point. And as you know, yeah. I'm the largest shareholder in this. Yeah. So I've got $1.7 million of my own money at stake in that, which is a massive amount of my personal net worth. So it is something that I lay awake at night <laughs> thinking I'm, about. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Impassioned response. Yeah, but but it's, 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 it's why I, I kind of labor this point is because small companies, when they talk the game of, oh, I've got a district-wide opportunity, yeah. most of them haven't got a clue how they're going to come at it because they know they're going to have to dilute the heck out of themselves and their shareholders yeah. to advance this, to even make a discovery, yeah. right? Yeah. Let alone actually produce cash at the end of this thing. So that's why I, I keep coming back to what I see as something quite exciting. I'm not sure the market's entirely woken up to the significance. I agree. That of having this oxide blanket on, you know, at, at surface. Yeah. Um, so, uh, look, made the point. I want people to pay, understand that and, and pay attention to that. Let's get back to the kind of well, the, the, the main uh, course here, which is obviously, um, you know, the hard rock projects, the high grade projects, the, the, which have been headline grabbing projects for you. You got what? You say three or four drills turning there? Five. Five in total on those. Uh, on the whole area, so there's one one but, that's still doing the oxide, oxide right. stuff. Right. Okay. So you've got four. four so most here. of it's deeper. Okay. So seeing seen a few press releases coming out, it's, mm. it seems to come, keep giving. Again, how do you play that game? Um, well, uh, look, having a district is really exciting, and and you're right. There's a lot of companies will say, well, we ha we have a district, but actually, what having a large land position does not mean that you have a district. Well, right? It's also it's potentially a liability. Yeah, is the way. That's you know. right. You can blow your brains out, as right. I just mentioned, you know, continually drilling a few holes here, dr drilling a few holes there, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that we've now got this oxide material that we could potentially come up to a construction decision next year on and, and build an operation there, albeit a modest size operation, uh, with a fraction for a fraction of the cost of what much bigger hard rock uh, mm. operation would cost, really gives us the opportunity to be self-funding here. So that we're not dependent on continually going back to the market, raising mm. capital, diluting, diluting, diluting. It, it gives us a completely different avenue. Well, it's one we're going to explore aggressively. Absolutely. And I think for existing shareholders, they, they perhaps understand that. But for people looking in new, that's what you're walking into. Potentially, well, there'll, be, there'll be a small carpax raise for the yeah. you know, for whatever heat bleach or... or Yep, whatever that is. I mean, is, we yeah. won't know until we've got a scoping study, but, you know, based on similar sort of operations, that, um, and there are very few of those, but uh, we've got a bit of an idea of what the likelihood cost would be, but we'll need to do a little bit more work on it. What does that look like in, say, relation to your, your stock price at the moment? Um, sort of well, I think the capital cap, cost on say. this is going to be modest. I can't, I, you know, I can't without a scoping study give you any numbers, but I can tell you it will be a fraction of what a much bigger operation would be. Right. Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll know a little bit more. Um, what's, what's the timing on this? Sorry. What, what do you think? I know in the next twelve months you could yeah. be up and running, but metallurgical results during Q1. Got it. 2022 permitting also by by or during Q1. Right. 
Um, and then what, why, why have you got such confidence on the timing of permitting? Usually that's a problematic area. Because we're already well advanced and we have two of the permits on the MG blanket already. Got it. We'd like to get the permit on the, the permits are on the PDM blanket. And as I said, now there's a third possibility, which is mm. above one of the two hard rock deposits there. So there could be three blankets here that we could have fully permitted here for uh, trial mining at least um, during Q1 2022. So it gives you a bit of a clue about where you'd position all this, where you, where you place the the processing. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. pretty advanced on that one. Um, so again, just so back to the main project, if you don't mind, which is again come back to that the context of district conversation, small hundred sub hundred uh, million market cap companies talking to the district. Game. Have you learned a bit in the last couple of years about how you need to position that part of the story? Um, yeah. Uh, look, I mean, where we are in northern Brazil. There's not been a lot of big gold mines in this part of the Brazil. Most of Brazil's largest gold mines are further, quite mm. a lot further south. Mm. As you're aware, there's a deal just been announced on the project next to us. Um, that was closed at the end of October, whereby there's a Canadian company, public company called G Mining, yeah. is acquiring the project next door from El Dorado for 110 million US dollars. That just closed three weeks ago. you say next ago. door, you literally... The claim's contiguous, man. Right, okay. So it's like, the crow flies from sort of one of our two deposits, the southernmost deposit, MG, to their deposits about 20 kilometers. Okay, yeah, because I think they're, they're, coming, they're coming on the show. Um, good, good group. Yeah. I think it'll get the eyes on Brazil. I think people have been looking at Brazil, but I think it, it kind of puts a spotlight on your particular state. Yeah, it does, because particularly the eastern part of Brazil, um, sorry, the western part of Pará state, which is, uh, you know, hasn't had a lot going on. The eastern part, of course, is very famous in, in, in mm. around the world for having the Carajás iron ore district. So there's a lot of big iron ore and now copper mines on the eastern side. And the western side in the Tapajós, not so much. Mm. Uh, but let's not forget that the Tapajós in western Pará state is the site of the world's largest ever recorded gold rush. Mm. So during the 1980s, there was a million people rushed into this area and were washing gold from the streams. The government of Brazil estimates there were 20 to 30 million ounces of placer gold extracted from the streams during the 1980s. I've been obsessed, as you know, uh, with where that placer gold is being eroded from, where the hard rock sources are. Kuyu mm. Kuyu, which is our key project, was the biggest placer camp during the gold rush. So. You know, I think there's a, we think there's a very good chance, but because it had such a massive footprint in terms mm. of the amount of placer gold that was produced during the 1980s, there should be a lot more gold there in the hard rock. And so with the two hard rock deposits that we've found so far, we think they explain about 10% of the placer gold. Mm. I, you can see that the streams draining these deposits have been mined and all the rest of it. But there's lots more streams that, that are draining different parts of the property area. Yeah. So the question is, where's the other 90% of the placer gold being eroded from? Um, so it's tremendously exciting. So uh, I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah, I think, I think it's interesting. I think the G-mining thing, again, I think it's a bigger deal than people realize because it's, yeah. it's a case of, they're good guys. They know what they're doing. People are interested in, in that district. But then kind of leads on to the next obvious question, which is, do you think there's going to be kind of consolidation in the region? Because there's a lot of sort of smaller mining groups, you know, in, in and around, um, and they're doing okay. But, but there's a lot of money being produced out there at the moment by the, by the, produ the producers at this, these gold prices. It's fantastic. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be a bit of consolidation coming up? I think there could well be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think in the case of G Mining next door, they, they, they you know, they're redoing the feasibility study. Uh, apparently, by the end of the Q1, mm -hmm. the next three or four months, they will have a revised feasibility study. I think the capital cost is likely to come in between 400 and 450 million US dollars mm -hmm. based on what El Dorado's feasibility was, mm -hmm. which was a bit higher than that. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I do think there is a potential for consolidation moving forward, both in Brazil and, and, and in the sector in general. And I think you're starting to see that. I mean, you know, there's some bigger deals in the industry, yeah. industry-wide that are, you know, really starting to make the headlines. So where's I put a company like you? You've got a district. Yeah. That's a, like I say, it can, can be a liability in the sense that you could sit there for years and not touch most of it, right? Yeah. And you've got players like G-Money and, and, and others and some of the big names that you've mentioned there, where you could do farming uh, deals with those guys. You could spin out, you could give up, sell, vend uh, parts of your district to those guys. Is that part of the consideration in terms of funding going forward? It's something we, that we look at. Um, look, you know, we have, um, I've been looking at gold projects for decades, for mm. longer than I care to, care to uh, imagine really, but I've seen hundreds of gold projects. I can't ever look, I can't ever recall looking at a gold project like Kuyu Kuyu. It's very unusual. It's unusual because there's so much gold come out of the streams and there's so many veins and different targets here. Mm. We've got boulders running multi-ounce numbers, not just in one part of the property, in a dozen places right. on the property. I mean, it, it is very, very unusual, Matt. So. You know, the question, as you said, it, that could be a liability because you've got so many targets. I mean, I certainly don't want to be sat here in five years' time, 10 years' time, still talking about right. the expiration potential. That's my point. We need to aggressively move forward and test all these things as best we can and get to 80 to 20 on the district. That is 80% certainty that we've tested all these or things. Or let someone else tackle some of the property, right? Yep. Because otherwise, because there's only so much money. Yep. There's only so much drilling and so much time that you've, you as a company yeah. uh, can, can apply here. Uh, you could be on this thing for the next 50 years, right? So do you, how, how do you monetize that today? Do you yeah, get some of your money and try and work out a little bit of what's going on and then flip it out? Or do you get someone in now and just get you know tough on the negotiation in terms of what that contract looks like? You know? Yeah, I mean, look, um, that's that's something that I think um, there is an opportunity for us with this oxide mineralization to break that cycle. Right. So that rather than keeping going back saying, yes, we've got some exploration results here, but we need we need another chunk of cash to see us through the next 12 months to drill another mm. half a dozen targets. I mean, you know, if we actually produce from this oxide material, um, it will allow us to self-fund it yeah. and probably make some money as well. So... Um, you know, it does give us the opportunity to to sort of like uh, disrupt that kind of cycle, if you like. Yeah, true. Okay, Alan, I'm going to shake your hands. So lovely to see you in the flesh again. <laughs> Been too long. Um, look, we, lot, lot going on. Busy year next year for you guys. Hopefully, going into quite a positive um, press metal market. Um, come back and let us know how you get on with some of these deliverables. Certainly, certainly in metallurgy, I'd be fascinated to see what that throws up. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Matt.